Welcome back to another episode of the Say Less Pod. I'm your host, Caroline, and today we are actually going to be talking about um, a Christmas hot takes. This is going to be filmed in coming live, well, coming live on the December the 6th, yes, exactly. So anyway, with all of that being said, Christmas season, and I will try to do a podcast maybe like on mental health and the holidays, if you want me to do a podcast on that and like how to set up boundaries during Christmas season, just let me know, but that's what I'm kind of considering. Also, these are some like hot takes that I have found. Another, I will start off though with some of my hot takes and then we'll go into like some other people's hot takes that they have had. One of my hot takes is like nutcrackers. Like why, why are they a thing? Like who literally said, hey, you know that thing that traumatized you as a kid? Let's make this a staple across America and just be like, you know what? This could literally, like, they're literally freaky. They're kind of like the, um, in my mind, two things that kind of, like, freak me out. Well, not even, like, freak me out. They just, like, look freaky. It's like dummies, like, no, I, I mean like the ventriloquist dummies. Something about them, I don't know how to, but it literally makes me like cringe inside. Same with, I don't think that they're like that cute of a decoration piece with nutcrackers. It's kind of like the same thing to me, like a Christmas ventriloquist dummy type of thing um do you call them ventriloquist dummies because I don't know what they're called but anyway that is something that I would never understand another thing is fruitcake like is it bad that I want to try fruitcake I want to find like a recipe for fruitcake just so that then I can say that I've had it and that I can either it slaps or I'm gonna pass. It's it's a slap or pass. Cause I really don't know. Cause anytime they're like, oh, he's a fruitcake, she's a fruitcake. It's never a good thing to be that person. So I'm like, what is so bad about fruitcake? How did that even become a Christmas festivity? That hey, let's watch. Um, Like, um, <laughs> you know, let's just go ahead and bake fruitcake and give it to people that we truly do not like. Like, another thing, white elephant gifts. Because the reason, and I am pretty sure on this because I like elephants, and, in, in, like, it was actually because white elephants was so rare that they would give it to an enemy 
because you would still have to clean up their poop you would still have to do all all these different things um to for that elephant and feed it and care for it so white elephants gifts are basically like this cheap present that was free but it comes out as expensive so that's where the origin of it came from so why do we even give white elephant gifts and that's just like a thought um okay so i will also see if some of these these ones that other people have put out are some of my hot takes one person just says i can never get sick of the all i want for christmas is you song I think it's kind of funny because I think every single year we just kind of sing that song like I honestly know that the part that I like about that song and it's maybe I don't even like the whole song it's just like the and I don't want and I like all the eyes like in the song something about it just like scratches a part of the brain that I can't really explain but like that's the only thing that I kind of know about it. But honestly, I probably wouldn't listen to it otherwise. Um, <laughs> here's another one. Ugly sweaters are not ugly. They are actually pretty and invoke warm feelings. I feel like some ugly sweaters are ugly though. Like, some are just not a good look on people. Um, and I thought that was the whole, like, premise, that you wear something that is completely disgusting. I think it's cute, though, when people go to, like, an ugly Christmas sweater party, and they try to, like, make their own, their own ugly sweater. Like, maybe it's, like, Christmas tree. Maybe instead of, like, ugly Christmas sweaters, we should call them, like, tacky Christmas sweaters, because some of them are, like, more gaudy than anything else. It's just like, wow, okay. I, I feel like I could just die right now because I feel like I'm going to pass out just by looking at your shirt. So that is where I think the ugly Christmas weather comes in. Someone actually says, I actually prefer my fake tree. It's convenient and it doesn't drop needles. Sometimes, I don't know, I think that I want, like, I literally just want to go one year to a Christmas tree farm, just, same thing with the, like, food cake, just to say that I've done that in my lifetime, like, I've picked out a tree, I was able to flock it, I did this, I did that, and I just felt like it would be, like, cozy vibes, like, you get your hot chocolate or you drink your coffee while you're on the farm and you're like picking it out and maybe that's because every single like movie has made that sound like such a vital like or like a staple um that you need to do but that is something that I could possibly you know just eat up like I would eat that up like no problem um 
I did one time, although I have, I've never gone to a Christmas tree farm, but I have gotten, like, not for myself personally, I worked at a place, and then we got, like, these real Christmas trees, I think they were donated or something, the problem was that I found with real trees, and there might be several problems, people who've had a real Christmas tree can probably like state more on the topic the one thing that I noticed is that you would have to like water them more um because they do they are like a living plant a living thing and then also you had to the hardest thing that I noticed is you had to like screw like these things into the tree and do not get your head in the gutter with that but you had to like literally screw different types of um, I, I guess so that then it would just like stay put and you didn't want to have to do it more than once <laughs> um, because one time I wasn't able to get it situated because someone was helping me and so like the tree was kind of crooked so then we had to like unscrew it and then like screw I don't know exactly how to explain it but um and this person's saying that they don't like drop needles this person who put out this comment but every time that for Christmas every single time like whenever we're putting up our Christmas tree with my family because we usually do it like the day after Thanksgiving because my parents I don't know if it's like my parents are getting older and they just like need people to help or because I have my own place but they're just like they need people to help or if it's just like oh this is a family tradition I don't know which one it is but anyway um we've always had like needles just falling out of the ground even like with our reefs so I wonder what part of the needles that they're talking about because literally we have to get the broom and dustpan out every year so um here's another fun one this is all from the same person actually they were saying that the color blue is not like actually for Christmas I would say different hues of blue but sometimes I do like a um, pastel like whimsical type of theme for Christmas like I say I am like more eclectic in my style so even like with my wrapping paper I have like this like light baby blue type of thing and then I have like a lighter pink for like the wrapping paper um and it has you know the cute little trucks hauling the Christmas tree um I know everybody makes fun of that but it's like it's so cute and aesthetic like so some of that um I do white but I don't do a whole lot of blue um I would say it depends on maybe the type of blue if it's like a pastel-y like baby blue type of color I could see that um I'm not much of like the bold like you know I'm kind of like more of neutral colors for Christmas even if it's 
like okay let's do the green but I don't really like the solid green and red anymore like I know some people are that type of vibe for Christmas totally fine if you are I just I don't necessarily like it it's not appealing it's not aesthetic to me um it just kind of gives grandma I guess grandma Christmas um but yeah whatever um also this one I can't relate to but just because I've never seen the movie they say bad Santa isn't like a funny movie and then they're just like saying it's depressing AF if you don't know what AF is it's <laughs> I I don't need to be reminded of my childhood thanks is all that person says um and you can like look up these comments too it's like for the general public um i i honestly don't i have never seen bad santa so i don't necessarily know what that if that's a good movie if that's a bad movie couldn't really tell you um So, <laughs> someone said that they don't really like Hallmark movies. I think it's kind of funny because I'm not, I feel like all Christmas movies are kind of cheesy anyway, especially like the newer ones. Um, but there's something cute about like that, as long as you don't have like the toxic boyfriend situation and oh no they gotta move to this town where they don't know anybody but somehow they fall for this person yeah it's um someone else says late nightmare before christmas isn't a christmas movie i don't know if anybody's ever said that speaking about movies though is die hard a christmas movie that is something i just want to put out there because a lot of people will tell, say that it is. I don't necessarily think that it is. I think it's just something that kind of happened around Christmas. But maybe that's like the only mention of Christmas ever being in the movie. But some people would say that it is. I like. I just. I think the events happen around Christmas. Um, LED. Someone else says like they don't like LED Christmas lights. I would say there's a way to tastefully decorate and then there's a way that it looks like Christmas just threw up at your house. For me, I do not like the inflatables. There's like this one house that like put up these like little penguins and they're, they're cute little inflatable penguins. I just don't like inflatables. Like I, I don't know why, um, it's just it's not really like a tasteful decoration to me um i think sometimes like the if you have like garland up around your house or even around your media console and you might have like a little reindeer here and like maybe a little um those little ones that you get from target um they're like the little birds i think those are cute or if you just like hang certain things up and try to make it 
combine well. I think that that is a cute book, but I don't necessarily like LED lights. I don't like the projectors either because I feel like projectors are the lazy man's way of decorating. I'm like, bruh, did you seriously think that looked good? When you put that onto your house, were you like, this looks good. I'm just gonna leave it. Like, I just feel like that's the lazy person's way of decorating. Um, okay, so someone else, like, said The Polar Express is not that good of a movie. I, I think, like, the, um, end scenes, yeah, there's some things that really bothered me as a kid, like, you find out that it was all a dream um I do think like the behind the scenes of how they did that movie is kind of cool if you want to there's plenty of videos on YouTube of how it's a similar technique to how they made like Avatar with like having the little they're not stickers but they kind of look like stickers that you put over your face and they're kind of like the sensor too that's in them um that kind of gravitates towards like how um your body moves it's really really interesting um but there's some youtube videos on that so if you want to go look that up on like the behind the scenes of polo express i think that is pretty intriguing but yes i would say like polo express it's great when you're a kid and you have polo express days and you get the dress up in your pjs and go to school and do all that fun stuff once you become an adult it's not probably like the best christmas movie but it is like a fun time when you're like a kid um oh here's here's an interesting hot take that someone said it's a Wonderful Life is not a Christmas movie. I I feel like maybe because it... I mean, they are saying, oh, well, Christmas is coming. I know that's become, like, a Christmas movie over the years. Um, but also, here's another thing that kind of takes place. Um, they're like, it's, what was his name? George Bale? George, that's what it was. Um, it takes you forever to get the one, like, I do, um, some people have even said, like, Chronicles of Narnia, the first one, is a Christmas movie. I don't really think that that is. I feel like it's more of a winter movie than it is... A Christmas movie but one time a friend had me watch it because they're like let's watch a Christmas movie and I was just like okay and I but it's a wonderful life I will say now that this person like mentioned it um, it's yeah it's not really mentioned until like the end of the movie 
and they're like, oh, it's Christmas, George. Every time I know I'm going to get swings. Merry Christmas. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and I do have, maybe that was like the first, well, I don't, I don't know about that either, but, um, I was trying to explain it to, a, like, one of my friends one, t uh, a couple of weeks ago, but you, it, it takes you forever to actually get into the meat of the movie. I don't really like that with movies, like, it's a, what, like a three, three hour movie? Hang on. So technically, it's two hours and ten minutes is the runtime of It's a Wonderful Life. But I would say, like, the first hour is just you trying to even get into the meat of the movie. I know that, like, some of my family really enjoys that. Um, and I would say I probably followed suit just because they, they watched that movie. But... Yeah, I can, I can understand what this person's saying. Um, never, I always thought that it was a Christmas movie, but yes, I can kind of see where that person's coming from. Um, <laughs> here's another funny, funny one I consider. Uh, peppermint flavored things are terrific, but then when it's like a scent of things, I... I like things that are sugar cookie scented, but I don't, honestly, if it's a flavor, I can actually do it, but I am allergic to mint, and honestly, I don't even know if it's a, I'm allergic to mint, is that I'm allergic to any kind of mint, like if you give me a hand lotion or things, be prepared because I don't know if it's sensitive I did recently go through like a whole like medical thing um we're still trying to figure that out but I don't know if like that is caused by it or if it's just more um what's the word I'm looking for like more prevalent now that I have that but I will literally break out into rashes whenever I have any kind of mint. One person gave me like a eucalyptus and mint like it was kind of like bath salt and bath bomb. It was like this whole like self-care. It was not a form of self-care because I was like spending the next few days like itching. Like the heart was good in the matter. It just <laughs> they didn't know and I actually didn't know either until I was like literally breaking out um so yeah I mean I'm sure the peppermint sense would be great if I could at least do it without having my skin break out on me but um yeah I do enjoy I even got like a peppermint bark like uh coffee today um, so. Um. I think it's tone deaf. 
but like um like when they're saying like when people just kind of like scream Christmas is here like with these little kids you I feel like every Christmas you always have people that just kind of scream sing like especially little kids I I cannot stand when, like I feel like it's especially at Christmas especially if you're watching like a Christmas play or some Christmas production and they have like the tone down like it is a wholesome moment that you should be enjoying but you can't because there's like some tone deaf children um yeah I think that's what they mean um So, artificial cranberry, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't like cranberry sauce, but I can do cranberries. Funny thing. Um. Okay, so here's some more hot takes. I had to take a minute to actually find some hot takes. Here's one. Are Christmas cards in the mail still a necessity? Still necessary. I would actually okay so for me like I would be just hap as happy getting an e-card but I feel like with yeah I would I would be just as happy getting an e-card so I don't think that it's still necessary to go out of your way and give a Christmas card at all um now if someone wants to give happy mail and kind of like put um like some things in that christmas card you know i i'm not gonna say no to that but because once you know you're an adult when all of your mail is just like bills and you're just like i want some happy mail you know um and it's kind of difficult from like transitioning over from like a kid and then to adult responsibilities, but that's something else. Um, okay, so here's another hot take that what is your all time favorite holiday song? I don't, I will. So here's the thing music is kind of like free therapy for me. Um, in case you didn't know. So, my favorite holiday song this season, um, I like anything on, like, the Fruitcake album list, um, from Sabrina Carpenter, but also I do, I'm just gonna go with Because it's so hard for me to pick, I'm going to, like, tell you, like, my favorite, some of my favorite Christmas songs. Of course, I may be missing some here and there, but I'm going to try to tell you as many as I possibly can. I do enjoy Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande. Um, I, I enjoy something about, like, Christmas in the Sand um, by 
Colby Cowat, is that how you pronounce the name? Um, Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. Oh, here's one of my hot takes. I um, don't really enjoy the Drama Boy song. Because who in the right mind brings a drum set? Like, go off, King. But who in the right mind brings a drum set to a baby shower, if you will? Like, who's like, you know what? Rump-a-pum-pum. And then he's like, shall I play for you, rump-a-pum-pum? You were rump-a-pum-pumming this whole time, and now you're going to ask for permission? Like... I'm sorry, who, no one wants you, no one invited you here, sir. My dude, why do you think that this is a good idea? Why? Why is the baby screaming? I don't know, maybe because you bought your rumba pum drum set to a manger scene, my dude. Like, why? Why? Anyway, that song literally oops me to no end. But, um... Someone says Silent Night by The Temptations. I don't know that one. Um, I... Someone does say Drummer Boy. But... Yeah, I'm I'm just like, no, that's not... Um, Candy Cane Lane by Sia is a pretty good song. I also like um, Make It to Christmas by Alicia Cara. Um... Am I, like, missing any of them? I don't know. But, the, oh, the, I heard this one funny song the other day. I don't know if it's been around for a while, but it was, like, Text Me Merry Christmas. And it was, like, oh, make sure that you use the right emoji. Make sure that you... And it was kind of, like, it just made me laugh because I'm, like, that's literally me. But it's just, like, text me Merry Christmas. Like... Um, okay, so here's another hot take. What time should dinner be served? Someone says 4 o'clock. And then someone says, like, cocktails at 5. Or cocktails at 4. four. Okay, I, I really wonder. Um, we don't really do that. So, here's the thing. Um, I guess it, it depends on if you're doing, like, friends or if I'm doing like a friend miss I would probably say like 5:30 but with family and extended family prop I think mainly we gravitate towards like early afternoon like 1:30 2:30 Usually, like for all our dinners, whether that's like Easter, whether that's Thanksgiving, I think our dinner at Thanksgiving was one thirty. So yeah, um, so oh, here is a funny one. When should significant others be allowed to come to holiday festivities? I would say that actually depends on the person. Um. Someone says after you've been dated for 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 a whole year, four seasons, and then one person says, I ran away. As long as they don't mind answering the question, whatever happened to so-and-so. But 
I would say it really depends on the person. And maybe it's like one partner truly believe they're like, I want you to meet my family. Okay, let's go. But if the other person doesn't feel comfortable meeting their family, then that's then maybe you should wait for at least meeting their family at least. I don't know. That's something that you decide upon. For me personally, it takes a good three to five months if I know if you are compatible with me. So depending on when you started, we started dating. As I was saying, I think I kind of took a break there. But as I was saying, um, for me, I can Yes, as long as you know that they are compatible with you and you feel comfortable around them, you feel safe, you feel free to be you. That's literally... That's how I measure a significant other point, period. Like... I don't you can have like a track record as big as anything I truly don't believe that the mistakes that you made in the past should define you then they shouldn't be a part of you anymore and you shouldn't have <laughs> like if you have a high body count okay let's let's talk about that why first of all but understand this i'm not going to necessarily hold that against you because i got my own baggage you got your own baggage so uh, let's try to figure out a way that we can make this work but my measurement is that i feel safe i feel free to be me and that they just respect um me as a person that's my measurement for a significant other. Now that we've got that straightened out of the way, then what is the appropriate time to bring that significant other around your family? Once I know, okay, that you are that safe person, you are my safe space. When I know that, I feel like I can bring you around because you're whole identity is not actually going to be shattered and honestly people who listen to this please do not think that this is a direct slam at you and if it is if you do think so then you know I there's only so much I can do but If I feel safe, if I know that you're the right person, then to me, your whole identity is not going to be shattered by being around my family. Because um, we respect each other. That's really all that matters. No matter what they, what that individual says or anything, it's not really going to hurt us in the long run. 
just people are going to have their opinions about your life no matter what so if they're going to talk about something you might want to give them something to talk about in a positive way in a positive direction and um, sometimes people are going to put like knives into your heart it's okay I'm like I say I'm going to try to do a podcast on mental health but yeah I definitely think like once when you know you know when you know that they're the right person specifically it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks because at the end of the day you're the only two people in that relationship or you should be unless you are seeking a counselor and but honestly your family should not be the ones that you bring into the fight say oh my boyfriend treated me so badly I I don't think that you should do that it's you and them like the prop the issue is the problem it's not the person so it's like don't fight with each other <laughs> fight for a solution um so yeah you shouldn't bring your family or your friend now maybe if you're trying to ask for advice that's something different but yeah just don't there's so many i can name different instances where that has just been like a sorry excuse for bringing your family into the relationship that they shouldn't be in um okay so here's another one what um so like I say I know maybe I didn't really answer that hot take as much as I wanted to but I feel like once you I'm trying to figure out the best way to phrase this um like making sure that you know that that they are the right individual then you can bring them around the family and set a place for them but definitely if you like only been like dating for like two weeks and then it's like Christmas time I don't necessarily think that is the right time to bring them around the family if you know what I mean like it's just yeah um each individual is having has a different perspective on that but that's just my personal hot take on that um if like one again once you kind of know that they are your person then I think that it's okay because anything that any individual whether positive whether negative now something could still happen for sure but whatever like 
any family member has to say about that individual or friend um, you know at the end of the day they're your person they're not going anywhere and they're for life um, so that's that's kind of how I view it um, so what is your favorite Christmas what is the best Christmas movie out there I don't okay so some of the I can watch like certain Christmas movies but so I've seen like we just at my workplace we recently had like this trivia game and they were saying like what Home Alone um what place were they going to in the OG version of Home Alone or whatever and I was like Paris but I did not think that I was gonna get that one right because I've definitely seen Home Alone but not enough to like literally it probably sounds like I'm not like that much of a movie buff I'm really not like some some people say like a movie quote and I'm like I've seen the movie I just didn't remember that movie quote I just but so I mean I've seen Home Alone um so, I've also, like, Polar Express I've seen. Elf, I feel like, is a classic Christmas movie. I don't know if it's necessarily, like, the best Christmas movie out there. Um, there was probably, like, a lot of good options. Um, so, also... Funny, fun fact, I've never actually seen Miracle on 31st Street, and if, if I am wrong with that, definitely have not seen that if I can't even know the title. I always think that it's 31st Street, I think it's 34th Street, but never seen that movie. Um, uh... So, I mean, I don't, yeah, there's, I feel like there's a lot of cr cringy, chooky, whichever word you want to use, Christmas movies, like, out there, I just, so, I don't really know if there's anyone that's really that great, but, I mean, I will watch any Christmas movie, um, For sure. And then also, also here's another one that people have, and this is something that I will say Santa was entitled. Um, he had some ulterior motives, but the hot take is that Santa was a joke to Rudolph. I think he was just like a major L all the way around. Like, Santa, you didn't want me, talking from Rudolph's POV here, you did not want me until I actually could benefit you. Huh? Am I, am I wrong with that? So. He even 
Like he was like, oh, Connor, you should be ashamed of yourself. For what? Having a son who has a red nose? I don't think so, Santa. Like, you're just toxic. Like, how does this, how does this even help for you? Um, oh, here's another interesting one. There's, um, the Grinch was a victim. He was, and honestly, I've heard some people, like, make the joke or there's been, like, a meme that says, you know, the Grinch didn't like Christmas, he just hated the Who's, which is fair. That's, that's valid. Um, but honestly, if you understand the reason why he became the Grinch, and I feel like the Jim Carrey version, it has, like, the psychological, um, implications of why he became the Grinch. For one, he was, like, bullied, like, throughout his entire childhood. No one really wanted to be friends with him just because he was different. He was green. And he also, <laughs> people thought that, oh, he needs the manscape. He needs to do this because he had, like, a beard at the time that he was, what, nine or something. So... And then he was like, oh, I hate Christmas. It wasn't that he necessarily hated Christmas. He was just a misunderstood individual. And that's truly how I feel about the whole situation. Is the reason why his heart... Now, some people say that his heart was too small. I don't know. Like, necessarily. His heart, like, grew out of love. out of. But sometimes it's different individuals that kind of suck that life out of us or want to make us feel insecure they will comment on things that really we cannot change about ourselves and then people's like oh who hurt you well I'll tell you who hurt me people like you like and the the problem is not that the Grinch, like I said, the Grinch didn't hate Christmas. It's the story of how, some people have said it's the story of how one can change. But I feel like he always had it in him to be this individual who, but he wanted to seclude himself. He lived on Mount Crumpet. He was away from everybody else because... People have made his life miserable. See, and so sometimes things can turn us away from people. And people wonder why we're disgruntled or we're dissatisfied with certain things. Maybe you have to look back at how you can make the situation better. Or how you can be there for someone. I think that's why he... Because if you realize... If he was that much of a jerk and everybody hated him, when Cindy Lou was just like, why are you taking our Christmas tree? If he truly wanted to, he wouldn't have been like, oh, well, let me get you a glass of water. Let me pat you on the head and be comforting if all I have. And I think like at that point when he saw that Cindy Lou seen him, and heard him for who he was. They didn't like see this monster because he would try to scare her away, but she wasn't frightened. She was like, you know what? 
maybe we just need to love on him be altruistic do these different options maybe he will see something different some people like no people can't change it was because the other people sometimes when the other people chose to change he could actually the Grinch saw that as a reflection and wanted himself to be there but even when he was invited to that one celebration if you watch the Grinch Jim Carrey version like I say I think that is the best one that kind of explains what the Grinch went through and why he became the Grinch but on that one there's this scene where he's invited to the party and he's excited to actually go he's like maybe this time someone will actually see me will actually hear me will actually respect me whatever the case is he gets there and just to find out that there's still those people that are nonchalant that are bullying him there were sometimes people will try to make you feel insecure about the thing that they are so desperately insecure about and so i think that they're just like projecting their insecurities on the grinch but in different ways and different factions but then he, once he realized that he's being bullied again now maybe it's not the best way to take out for yourself and like to grab the razor and shave someone else's head and all of that maybe that was a little maybe the Grinch did too much there but in a way it's also him like I say maybe it's not the best way to self-advocate but it was his way of self-advocating to see like okay I'm not gonna put put up with this BS anymore um so that's that's my <laughs> I could probably do a whole thing on that but yeah that's one of like my hat takes on that um someone says like the um like San the Santa Clauses I, I don't it's been a while since I've watched that so Here's an interesting one. Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life. And, like, over... We won't go there that it's not a Christmas movie. But, didn't deserve his wings. I've sometimes thought about this also. Because I'm like, what did he actually do that was deserving of his wings? <laughs> like... And, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong with this, but... I, I have often thought this, like, on It's a Wonderful Life, was it because he rescued him out of, like, the pit of despair? Is that what they were trying, was that the main objective of the storyline, of the plot, that he rescued him, and he was, he was basically saving, I was <laughs> not saving Private Ryan, uh, that's a whole different movie saving this 
character, I keep forgetting his name, George, that he was saving George from himself? Is that why he deserved his wings? Or why did he deserve his wings? I don't know. Send me a DM if you have other thoughts on this. But yes, I have often um, thought that, that, wait, did Clarence actually deserve his wings? Okay, here's another one. Kevin McAllister from Home Alone is a dangerous little boy. I think that he is dangerous, but maybe um, not in the way that some people like actually see danger. The one scene that I just really, the one movie quote, if you will, like I say, I'm not that huge of a movie buff, but um, it's like, you're thirsty for more? Like, I, I don't know why, but I think it's really interesting, and I've heard people mention this, but I think it's kind of interesting how he's, like, freaking out about, like, packing his suitcase, but he can boobyset his whole house. If, if I was him, I would just, like, have my Google Home, like, set up everything and be like, hey, G, I can't say it it's going to set off my, um, my Google if I say it. So, like, set up my operation. I would do that if I was him. Also, here's another thing that if you watch, like, a YouTube video of people reacting to the different traumatic events that happened to the guys, kind of like the villains um, on Home Alone, they would would have unalived themselves. And it's just like, it's true. Like, it's like, but it's something that at, when you're like thinking about all these different things, it's like a funny, like comic relief type of movie. So you don't really necessarily think that, oh, this is things that would happen. Also, hot take on Home Alone. I feel like Kevin was an understood little kid too. Like it's like, dude, I, I feel you. Like if someone ate my pizza and I like explicitly, like that's like drinking my iced coffee. Like one time I was like working and someone was like, oh, can I have a drink of your iced coffee? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, but Kaylin, you're always super nice. And I'm like, touch my coffee and you'll see how nice I truly am. Like, you want to go there? Like, do you want to die today? I, I'm trying to do you a favor here. And so, honestly, I feel like Kevin, in much the same way, he was just really misunderstood. Um, like, pe people would always say, look what you did. He was... Again, maybe it was not the best way to handle himself under pressure, but, and I think that he truly did care about his family. They just never really seen him. They didn't, he kind of faded into the background. Like, even in the very beginning of the movie, I was just like, kind of like, had something on in the background, but I really wasn't watching Home Alone. But in the beginning of the movie, I think it is, um, they're like, oh, can, 
you you need to pack your suitcase or something, uh, Kevin. And I, I literally forget what <laughs> what they ask him to do. And he's like, get off the phone and make me, why don't you? It's, yes, is that the best way to say it? Probably not, but was he at least, it was like a deeper issue saying, hey, you never pay attention to me anyway. Um, you know, you don't really care if something happens to me. Um, and people can say, oh, I care about you. I think it's what you do in that moment that's truly, like, important is vital. It's kind of like this. If you are telling someone something very important and they are on social media or they're texting someone, it's it's okay if maybe at that particular point you need to respond to that call. But if I'm telling you something, can you at least give me the common decency to look up from your phone? And I know sometimes I've even like said different things like Kevin where I'm just like, why don't you get off your phone and make me? Like, and that, that went over well. But it's it's usually <laughs> stemming from a deeper issue, a deeper root cause. Oh, I don't feel important. I don't feel valued. I don't feel loved. So in my thing, my aspect of thinking, you cannot out love whatever love. You can say, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, all you want. It doesn't really matter to me. Like, you can tell me that. Um... If I'm always your second choice, though, if I'm all, like, texting you, reaching out to you, then maybe I don't really matter as much as you think I matter to you. Um, that's probably... Um, also, like, to... Um, another funny quote that I think is funny, at least in that movie, is, I made my family disappear. Like, it's like when also um when he goes up into the attic they're like oh um I don't want to go up into the attic it's scary in there there's cobwebs there's all of this the mom was not emotionally intelligent enough to I have several hot takes on Home Alone but the mom was not emotionally intelligent the, enough to say hey, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, there's not, like, even trying to settle the emotion, nor damage, like, it's like, it might not, it's like, you're going out there, um, type, type of deal, I forget, like, what the exact words were, but there was no emotion on her side, and maybe it was emotion, but it was all the wrong type of emotion, um, the the one time I felt like she did hear, like, Kevin is when he's like, oh, I don't want to sleep with him. He's going, is it extra meat? What, what is it called when people, like, bed wet? Um, but anyway, there's, like, a specific term for it. He didn't want to sleep with his one cousin. It's, Home Alone is sometimes a very interesting movie because you have all these different 
events that take place but I feel like the one time that she actually did listen to him is when he said hey I don't want to sleep with him because of this and yes it was like a fed up type of emotion like it's like fine you don't have to sleep I will find someone else this take his place and there might be some people that have different hot takes on this of like whether she was a good mom or whether she was a bad mom I don't think that she was a, that good of a mom honestly because when she's on the plane and she's like I f <gasps> I'm forgetting my son Am I a bad mom? If you have to ask that question, you probably are. Plus, you've got your kid. She's not supposed to be home alone. Like, I mean, I know that's the whole plot of the movie, but she could have noticed a little bit more, noticed what was going on a little bit more emotionally. And no one ever did. They're like, oh, like, you're incompetent. You're this. You're, no one wants you blah 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 and so even there's one scene in the movie where he has all these different people like telling him different things like oh he'll never make it he'll never do this and sometimes when you have all those voices you actually believe it to be true so I just think that Kevin McAllister was another Christmas character that was just heavily misunderstood Yes, did he have some anger management problems? Yes, but also if people would have just taken a look inside and been like, look, I'm sorry that I never really gave you the time of day. I'm sorry that I never did this. Um, whatever it is. Because they always expected Kevin to be be the bigger person and rise above even things that weren't necessarily his fault so you know, I just um that I truly believe that with <laughs> everything in me um Here's one hot take, and I'll just kind of, um, and I'll just, like, end with this. They say that Buddy the Elf was a danger to the other elves. I, uh, I don't know. I feel like this is a proper, and this might like just like nature versus nurture debate it's kind of you know that whole scenario of this one individual and she goes to like he thought he was like i'm a cotton-headed nitty muggins that he couldn't do anything perfectly but then he makes like this whole like elaborate landscape of and some of the things i did not know existed that's really interesting too like mom's like oh this is a light bright this is this and I'm just like okay like <laughs> that's that's nice um but he could make this whole thing at gimbals and just kind of run with it 
And he literally, like, I, I feel like he had some whiz going on. Like, he whizzed up uh, Jovi. Yeah, Jovi. Like, you know, maybe, maybe not the best whiz, but, you know, I feel like he had some. The other thing, too, is people... I, I, there's so many hot takes with this one. So, he ended up in the bag from the orphanage, okay? How did Santa not know that he was in the bag if he's supposed to know every single thing that goes down? Like, how did he literally not know that he was in the stocking? One. Second of all, just because he had, was Buddy, the only place that had, like, these Buddy diapers, was that only, like, the orphanage that had these diapers? Like, how do you know that? Um, I do think that he was a danger to the other elves, but I don't think it was, like, an intentional thing. Um, also, people were nice to him just because, um out of like necessity not because they necess because I would like to buddy on so many different levels um like I'm gonna be behind on quota a little bit this year you know totally get that but if he could make that whole thing at this whole presentation at Gimbal's I feel like he really went off and that was kind of at um and he was like so his novate is like so funny um sometimes we were like oh are you an elf are you and I don't know if he even knew like what sarcasm was but he was like oh well I got a restraining order so it worked out pretty well I don't necessarily think I think that they should have went and found his parents I don't, I don't know if he should have spent his whole life at, like, the North Pole. Don't really think that he should have, but, because, I feel like he was developmentally delayed because of that, and, like, his child, child development, um, so I, you know, but I also feel like with that old scenario, I kind of jumped around and went into so many different bunny holes. But with all of this being said, you know that whole story that this dad gives his daughter a car and he says, hey, go take it to this place. So she takes it to this other one place and I think it might be like a Facebook marketplace or something and they say it's like because it has dents and scratches it's but it's an antique car that it's only worth like $100 she goes to this other place and it is a thousand she goes to a car dealership it's worth more and it's all about knowing your value right so with that being said buddy really didn't have a whole lot of value and his self-deprecating tendencies came from that value that that misplaced value that he had because he was saying okay well 
everybody else has these other talents and sometimes we compare ourselves to others and and I think that was part of his problem too like he was comparing himself to these people that maybe have done it longer than he has um, maybe had a higher degree whatever the case is in, in elf school you don't have higher degrees but you know what I mean and hopefully you do anyway so I, I think that he should have they should have tried to find the orphanage as but it would have the storyline would have been complete the plot would have been completely lost if he didn't say I've been with Bolt. So that's a whole nother thing. But I feel like he did have those special talents all along. It was just where he was appreciated and where he he thrived. He thrived in this world where he could be himself, where he like actually knew his interests, knew his goals. And I will find that that's true for most people. When they actually know who they are, they can thrive in that kind of setting, in that environment. For instance, I sometimes when you look at other people, they are great with certain things. They are, and sometimes because I am good with crafts, people's like, "Oh, you can build a bookshelf." I I can't do that. Maybe if I took the time and actually wanted to become more invested in it, maybe I could. Maybe it's a math thing. Maybe it's all these different topics. There are some things that I know my limits. There are some other things that, yes, I probably should give myself more credit where credit's due. And that's literally something, like, I do have a great group of people I work with now and in like a healthy work environment so there are certain aspects of myself that I can kind of like thrive when I'm doing the work that I was and like I say maybe it's not like a long-term goal that I have to be in this position but I can still thrive where I'm at right now whereas before there was some jobs that I felt like I was just disappointing people at every different turn and so I wasn't able to thrive. Um, so it all depends on where you're placed and when you know your worth and you know what you are capable of, even like some people they're like, oh you need to give yourself more credit, even people I work with. because. You can be great at these different options. I um Yeah, so I definitely, definitely think that that is where I stand on that topic and um with just like elf and different hot takes this holiday season um so if you want me to do another hot take if you want like mental health on the holidays if you want different opportunities that i can look into for you 
I would be more than happy to um, like do a podcast on that. But as always, have a great one. And like I say, this episode should go off, go up on the sixth of December. So.